Okay, guys, let's get straight into it. Pushing Rubber Podcast, episode 134. Your host, Adam Piggott. <laughs> Coming to you from the Netherlands. Got lots of stuff to talk about today. So I'm just going to rock right into it. Uh, no mucking about. No dancing around on the parapets. Look, I've even got notes. Hey, how organised is that? That's, uh, that's pretty darn organised for me. Uh, because... Um, well, I don't know. Most of the time, I just sit down and just just, just chat about shit. Um, yeah, and apparently you all like it. So I got a few emails this this week. I think I got three or four. All of them asking for my help. So I give them my help. Gee, I'm a nice guy. Uh, and they'll start off with, "Oh, Adam, you know, I've read the book. Love your podcast. Really, really. Ah, okay. <laughs> Takes all types. Anyway." Australia being uh, Australians being evacuated from China for the uh, coronavirus, um, best name for a virus ever. Um, this is kind of like when that uh, airliner got shut out of the sky over Iran a couple of months ago, and you know there was all the headlines. You know, hundred and twenty odd Canadians killed, jet plane crash plane being shot down in Iran. Canadians. And when I say Canadians, I'm going to have that in inverted commas because when you looked at the list of names, it was, they were all, well, Iranian names. Um, but apparently they're Canadians and apparently we're supposed to feel uh, for them as Canadians. But they're not Canadians because they're just paper Canadians. And the same with the current um, headlines all across the Australian newspapers and media. Australians being waited to be evacuated from China. Australians. When you, when you think of Australians, what image springs to mind? It's a kind of Paul Hogan, Colin Minogue, you know, yours truly. Um, is it that sort of person? Because when they say Australians waiting to be evacuated from China, they're all Chinese. <laughs> Just Chinese with paper citizenship, paper Australians. It'd be much more accurate to say paper Australians waiting to be evacuated from China. Because that's the actual truth to what we have there. And, 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 we, and we see this, I, I, I don't care. They can get evacuated, they can all rot. <laughs> Zero fucks given because they're not my people. Um, they're not my people. Just like the uh, Iranians were not Canadians, these Chinese are not Australian. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care. They've been evacuated. The only right reason we'd actually care is if they got evacuated and lobbed into a town that you know you were living in, and then of course everyone gets coronavirus. Uh, as to coronavirus itself, um, I remain. Um, well, if you drop dead, you drop dead, don't you? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No. Anyway, fatalistic. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, uh, that one, that one kind of, you know, just grates at me a little bit. Australians waiting to be evacuated uh, from China. Yeah. Uh, not really the case at all. Um... 
then of course there's all the Australians stuck on the cruise ship off Japan. I think there's four thousand or three thousand passengers or something like that. See, this is um, this is one of the reasons why why would you ever go on a cruise? I just don't I don't I don't get the mentality to to go on a well the whole the whole cruising you know enforced fun. If there's one thing that I'm allergic to. And that I've been allergic to since my very early years, like when I was like five or six years old, it's enforced or organized fun. Um, okay, guys, we're all going to play a game. Nah, don't want to know. As soon as you say that, I'm like, nah, nah, don't want to know. Um, in the past, we're going to have a team building exercise at work. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Don't want to. Don't want to know about it. Not even a bit. But you're the boss. No, I'm not going. I'm not going. I don't want to know. Uh, when I was rafting in my raft, rafting days, of course, there were there were team building day or weekends, which were just ridiculously shit because there was no team. All, all we did was take them rafting. You know, get in the raft, get down the river, eh, 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 forward back, forward stop, forward stop, forward stop, forward. Get to the end. You're the best crew I ever had. Thanks for coming. High fives and cocktails. See you later. <laughs> What's the team building about that? <laughs> it was just rubbish. Rubbish. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I don't do organised fun. So I, I couldn't do a cruise on a cruise ship. Uh, if I was going to go on a ship, I'd go on a cargo vessel, you know, where you can pay and you get your little cabin and you're part of the... Well, you're not really part of the crew. That would be cool, as long as you didn't get hit by a rogue wave. God, I love rogue waves. Love them! Unless I'm on the receiving end of a rogue wave, and then I don't love, like them at all. All right, we're, we're six minutes in. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the good stuff. So, my friend, our friend, Jordan Peterson... Um, apparently his daughter, Michaela Peterson, where did they come up with these names? Michaela. Do you reckon that's, uh, I know that Peterson has always been a slavish devotee of uh, all things Soviet Union. Could that be, she'd be named after uh, Gorbachev? Could be. Anyway, his daughter gets up in a nighty, apparently. Uh, and does a pre-prepared statement on YouTube reading from a letter. I haven't watched it. I'm not going to. I don't want to. Uh, Vox Day has watched it for us. Thank you, Vox. Uh, and he has, um, well, basically just quoted what Michaela Peterson read out on YouTube. Apparently, good old Geordie's been having a tough time. I'm going to read some of it out and just do my own comments. So the last year has been extremely difficult for our family. A dad, that's Jordan Peterson, was put on a low dose of a benzodiazepine a few years ago for anxiety following an extremely severe autoimmune reaction to food. <laughs> I can't believe you guys believed. I can't believe you guys were taken in by him, really. It's just, it's just, you should all be, you should all be so embarrassed. Yeah? The guy can't even eat food. <laughs> He's telling you how to live your lives. How embarrassed are you all now? How embarrassed are you all? Come on. Put up your hands. Yeah? Fuck. And I'm allowed 
I'm allowed to pontificate a little bit here. I'm allowed to get on my little soapbox and say, told you, told you, told you a few times, eh, yeah, told you. And then in a very restrained way, and then Jordan Peterson came out of the Twitterverse and shat on me, calling me in a homophobic, right-wing, zealot, bloody misogynistic uh, anti-Semite, which was weird, um, and all the rest of it. And remember, you know, if they come out and do that, then you've got to be, yeah. I'm so, I'm really proud of that moment. In fact, of the, the four or five years that I've been writing the blog, Jordan Peterson coming out of the Twitterverse and uh, trying to, you know, bomb me into oblivion has to be, has to be the highlight, has to be the highlight of this blog. Um, that was great. That was really, really good. Uh, anyway, an extremely severe autoimmune reaction to food. He took the medication as prescribed. I like that one little sentence there. He just took it as prescribed. He didn't look up on any side effects. And he's supposed to be a a medical practitioner, isn't he? A psychologist or psychiatrist or something. He just took it as prescribed. All right. Because take your goddamn pills. Isn't that what Geordie said? Take your goddamn pills. So he has to, at least he's being, um, you know, at least he's sticking to his own 12 rules for life. Last April, when my mum was diagnosed with terminal cancer, the dose of the medication was increased. The rest of it is all about Jordan. The, the, the mother dying of terminal cancer just kind of gets floated out there. And I tell you what, if the situations here were reversed and Jordan was dying of terminal cancer and his wife had had an extremely you know severe autoimmune reaction to food and taken all these drugs and got addicted... I think all we'd be hearing about would be Jordan Peterson's terminal cancer. That's it. Because he's a narcissistic, sociopathic liar. And if he wants to sue me for saying that, then we can go head to head after what he said about me in his little tweet. It became apparent that he was suffering from both a physical dependency and a paradoxical reaction to the medication. (laughs) Paradoxical reaction means the drugs do the opposite of what they're supposed to. These reactions are rare but not unheard of. The last eight months he's been in unbearable discomfort from this drug. What about the wife though? How's her discomfort levels been? Pretty unbearable, you know, terminal cancer. Made worse when trying to remove it because of the addition of withdrawal symptoms stemming from physical dependence. He experienced terrible akathisia. I don't... And a condition where the person feels an incredible, endless, irresistible restlessness bordering on panic and an inability to sit still. The action made him suicidal. Look, watching, having watched Jordan Peterson videos in the past, that just sounds like Jordan Peterson. Except, you know, they've dialed it from 8 up to 10. After several, that sounds like the drug's just bringing out his own, you know, neuroses. Of which he's chock, 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 full to the brim with. Um, absolutely chockers of neuroses is old Jordan Peterson. Really, guys, really? I mean, come on, hands up. Embarrassment level for, you know, mindlessly following? No, none of you? Oh, okay. Okay, 
Okay. The good thing, the really nice thing about Jordan Peterson is that so many of you went so all in on this one um, that when the next false prophet arises and you all start mindlessly following, I'm just going to say Jordan Peterson. Here we go again. After several failed treatment attempts in North American hospitals, including attempts at tapering and micro-tapering, I have no idea. And you know what? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Don't let me know in the comments. I don't care. I don't care what it means. I don't even want to know. No. Listen, you Americans, you North Americans and your drugs, you are not normal. You are not normal. No one, no other, no other nations in the world consume legal pharmaceuticals anywhere near the level that North Americans do. It's simply pathological and diabolical. Nobody. Every uh, Seppo and Canuck that I have ever met, the, the Canadians a little bit less than the Seppos, but fuck me, they literally line out their pills every day. And these are like healthy looking people in their 20s or 30s. There's my got a pill for this, and I got a pill from that. I think the... Uh, I want to say when I met the Cappy and the Great One that maybe they're not on a bunch of meds, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm ass- look, I have to assume that, you, that... Let me know if you are <laughs> not. <laughs> what is it with Americans and, 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 and pharmaceutical consumption? It's absolutely bizarre. And you really see it when you lob in there. I got to Louisiana last year and it's just, you know... Advertisements everywhere for drugs. Everywhere. The funniest, and then at the end on the TV ones, they go, uh, the, and the guy who speaks really fast, uh, and this, this will cause blah, 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 side effects include. Blah, 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 blah. The funniest one I ever saw, uh, I'm not shitting you, I saw this on television and I, 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 I had to do a double take and then I saw it again just to make sure. It was a drug for headaches. That's what they were advertising the drug for. It was a drug for headaches, and they said this is great. And they had the, the you know they had the you know the, the the black man and the white woman as husband and wife you know dancing across the fields. They're all happy because they don't have a headache. Uh, with them you know tan baby children uh, running along behind them, tar baby I should say tar baby children. Uh, and then it went to the guy speaking fast, fast guy. When he went through all of the symptoms, symptoms included headache, causing headaches. So you've got you've got a medicine supposed to cure headaches, and uh, side effects include headaches. I just, I just, it's beyond satire. It's simply beyond satire. So, uh, I don't get it. I don't get uh, Americans and pharmaceuticals. First American I really encountered was a young chick. This was back in like 2006, I think, or 2007. I met her online. Uh, she was living in Los Angeles, and I was living in Italy, and she flew across to visit me and bonked my brains out for a few weeks. And she was crazy, so the sex was amazing. Um, but... Uh, she took over my small bathroom when she was there with this incredible and diverse display of pills. Pills, uh, I'm, I'm not exaggerating, at least nine or ten little bottles of pills of all different. I don't, 
God knows how she got into EU with it all. No idea. Um, simply bizarre. Bizarre. All right, let's go back to this. Uh, we had to, after several attempts, treatment attempts, blah, 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 we had to seek an emergency medical benzodiazepine detox, which we were only able to find in Russia. Gee, Russia's in the news a lot lately, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the news. Have you heard that the Democrats are blaming, blaming Russian interference for their inability to count votes in Iowa? <laughs> Just, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even just, it, it's like clown world, clown world. The world's laughing at, at the US as regards to their election and the Democrats are literally laughing at you. Anyway, he goes to Russia. It was incredibly grueling. Oh, I suppose mum was back at home terminally dying of cancer, wasn't she? And was further complicated by severe pneumonia, which we've been told he developed in one of the previous hospitals. Yeah, yeah I'm, not a, I'm not a hospital fan. If I get the coronavirus, I don't think I'll be going to hospital. I think I'll just have to tough it out and hope that I'm one of the you know percentages that get through it. I'm not, I've got a very good constitution. Um... Yeah, I have. Yeah, well, see we go. He's had to spend four weeks in the ICU in terrible shape, but with the help of his... Terrible shape? I wonder what his wife looks like, you know, dying of terminal cancer. Uh, but with the help of some extremely competent and courageous doctors, he survived. Why are they courageous? Look, a doctor treating coronavirus is courageous. A doctor treating a diabolical narcissist liar uh, who's addicted to all forms of pharmaceuticals and is rocked up because he can't eat food anymore. You're not courageous. Or maybe you are courageous if you have to listen to Jordan Peterson talk. Can you imagine having to treat him? <laughs> Can you imagine being the doctor? I suppose it, it helps. But that's probably why they had to go to Russia because all the North American doctors didn't want to treat Jordan Peterson anymore because he kept talking at them the whole time. <laughs> And the Russians couldn't understand English and all, you know, blah, 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 take your damn pills, blah, 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 pet the cat, blah, 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 blah. But with the help of some extremely competent and courageous doctors, he survived. He survived. He was on death's door. Really? You know who else is on death's door? Your fucking wife, Jordan. The decision to bring him to Russia was made in extreme desperation when we couldn't find any better option. What about what about the wife and mother that's dying of terminal cancer? Have you dragged her around the world trying to find a cure? Fuck me. Just fuck. <laughs> Just Oh man. I can't even. I can't even. I'm surprised that Vox Day didn't comment on this, but I suppose just wanted to comment on the fact that, you know. Jordan Peters. The decision to... The uncertainty around his recovery has been one of the most difficult and scary experiences we've ever had. Look, your mother is dying of terminal cancer right now. Does that... Look, is it just me <laughs> right now? I just... I feel like in, I'm some sort of twilight zone. The whole... The whole Jordan's on death's door. I just... Come on, people. Is it just me? It's really just me. I don't get it. So, 
finally dad is on the mend. Even though there's a lot of psych physiological damage that he needs to recover from. He's improving, unlike his wife and your mother, and is off the horrible medication. His sense of humour is back. Oh, thank God for that. I mean, we were all so so bereft at the thought of Jordan Peterson not having his sense of humour, which has just come across all his you know sense of humour warmth in all of his videos. <laughs> He's smiling again for the first time in months, which means Jordan Peterson broke his own face. But he still has a long way to go to recover fully. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vox got a comment on that by a guy. A guy wrote, I'm ashamed for liking Jordan Peterson. You should be. You should be. And the reason you should be ashamed of, of liking Jordan Peterson is if you are ashamed of liking Jordan Peterson, you're less likely to fall for the next bullshit artist who rocks up. And... One on the horizon. There's a million on the horizon. Um, I find this ironic, though, that Vox Day calls out Jordan Peterson's bullshit and he's a close friend and promoter of Mike Chernovich. I mean... <laughs> wow. But you should feel the same for liking Jordan Peterson for that reason. And then, then some other guy went, no, no, you don't need to feel ashamed, man, because you were outclassed, man. It's not your fault, man. And quite rightly, uh, Vox has made another post about this and just said, no, you should be ashamed um, for the reason that I've just stated. And as Vox has always also said, uh, most people are idiots. Um, and that includes, um, you know, a lot of people on the right side of politics as well. I've had a few, a few idiotic... Um, uh, I, I did my article yesterday on... Or the article the other day on um hey you need to get everything in writing and the reader liz who she she posts a lot on spawny space as a commenter is the most obtuse individual i think i've ever had on the blog like literally we've spelt out i've spelt out why she's incorrect and then every single commenter has come in to like yep Yep, and this, and then this reason as well, and this reason as well. And she's still holding firm <laughs> that the guy did nothing wrong. Most people are idiots. The next comment that I have to call out, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit sad to do this, but I have to do it. I have to do it. I'm sorry. Nikolai Vladivostok from Soviet Men. Uh, I would count him as a colleague on our side of the internet. We've emailed back and forth before. Uh, I've proofread a couple of his books for him. Um, and I consider him to be, you know, an interesting guy from our, our correspondence. But the comment he left on my article, Living a Fearful Life. So I wrote the article, Living a Fearful Life, which was basically... Guys, I'm not going to go through life being afraid of my own shadow, okay? As all of you guys seem to want to be lately. And I'm going to go back to Vox because he did something interesting on this at about the same time. Hang on. Ooh, 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 where was it? 
Uh, yeah, he did a thing called The Spirit of Reapy Cheap uh, from the Chronicles of Nadia. Um, uh, and they, I've never read the Chronicles of Nadia, but Reapy Cheap sounds like a righteous dude. Um, the guy who doesn't give up, no matter what. Um, and Vox wrote, Reapy Cheap represents the indomitable spirit the unconquerable spirit of man. He kneels only to the king and to Aslan. He fears no evil. And to say that he embraces conflict would be a serious understatement. In my opinion, it is he, not Caspian, Edmund, Lucy, or Eustace, who is the true hero of the tale. Um, and then I wrote, I think the day before that, The Living a Fearful Life, where I basically said that, you know, we all get afraid, but not giving into your fear and moving through your fear and I'm referring this into the into online attacks and the fact that I said, you know, being crucified on Twitter and all these sort of things. goes It goes together with the never apologising um, part. So Soviet man Nikolai Vladivostok left a comment on that, which as soon as I saw it, I was pretty disappointed for him. And embarrassed for him, to be honest. And if you're listening to this, Nikolai, I mean, what were you thinking, really? Um, so here's what he said. He said, if I were persecuted, it would only impact me. Others have greater responsibilities. Men with families know a different type of fear for them, losing their job might mean that their children lose their homes, are uprooted, possibly moved to worse schools, their parents may break up, and all that entails. These are not small things, and consider the physical threats made, Antifa protest, protest outside homes, has happened to Tucker Carlson of others. If it was just you, you could laugh it off, but there are kids in the house, then it's different. All right, first of all, you don't laugh it off if it's just you. Yeah, I take these things pretty seriously because they can cause the fear that we're talking about. This idea that if you that people who have kids suddenly have people who don't have kids uh, uh, don't have responsibilities, don't have you know can't have their livelihoods taken away, won't be affected by it um, is is rubbish. But more than that. Um, this uh, pathetic excuse that if you have kids, you should keep your heads down, live a fearful life. Fuck me. I mean, if with that attitude, I don't think a lot of the guys wouldn't have run up Omaha Beach or Utah Beach or Sword Beach or Gold Beach or Juno Beach, would they? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of them had kids. I'm pretty sure a lot of the Germans banging away on the other side had kids. Just about any every every conflict in history, a lot of the guys out there on the field had kids. The astronauts, the Apollo Eleven guys, when they went to the moon, all of them, Apollo one through to what, whatever the last one was, most of them had kids, right? Where did it come from that you have kids? 
And this this absolves you because oh I've got kids sorry yeah oh American Revolution are the British um, oh yeah yeah look I'd really like to take up arms and uh, go out there with you but uh, you can't, I can't because I've got kids and uh, I mean if something happened to me I mean who would get them into a good school fucking hell yeah what about I mean there's the Mel Gibson movie uh, the Patriot whatever it is I haven't seen it but. Uh, I have seen a snippet of the film where, you know, the guy comes, oh, you better come along, and all these kids are standing out there, yeah? It's like, oh, oh, um, oh, I need to go fight the British. Well, have you seen all my kids standing behind me? Yeah, oh, look, I'd love to, but I've got greater responsibilities. Uh, you know, if I go and I get killed, the kids might lose their home, be uprooted. They could move to a worse school. Pathetic. Come on, Soviet man. Pathetic. Really, really pathetic. Really cowardly. The old, you know, you know, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. This is an example of the weak men which were going towards creating another hard time. This attitude that, well, you know... Uh, I don't really want to stand up, you know, put my head above the parapet because, you know, listen, A, your kids are no reason not to do it. And B, those of us without kids have got just as much to lose. Yeah. Your life's not special. Your life's not important, more important just because you have kids. Tell that right now. And by the way, I might have kids. I just don't know about them. So, eh. I'm waiting for the knock on the door one day. Knock, knock. Hello, Adam. I'm your 18 year old daughter. She'll probably be from either Sweden, Denmark, or Spain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty poor effort there, Soviet man. Pretty poor effort all around. Um, you don't, you don't, if you've got a family, you've got something to defend. And what what do kids want? Do they want do they want a father who's you know lived on his knees and be there all the time from him, but lived on his knees from fear and afraid of his own shadow and upsetting Antifa or the leftists in case they camp outside on the lawn, or a father who died on his feet? If you're a young boy growing up. And your father defends the family and dies on his feet. Well, that's a tragedy. But I tell you what, you'd be better off than the young boy whose father lived on his knees in fear his whole life. I tell you what, out of those two boys, when they get to, to men, I know which one I'd rather have on my side. I know which one I'd be less fucked up. Seriously, man. Our side of politics has to grow some fucking balls. And some smarts. So let, let's put both of these in the context. A lot of you mindlessly followed Jordan Peterson. And when there were a few of us, basically me and Vox Day, who said, you know what? This guy's a bit of a fraud. You all went ballistic because you wanted to believe in your new Messiah so badly. Because you've got nothing else, do you? Because you don't go to church. You don't believe in God. So you need some other thing to fucking run around behind. The problem with that is men are very fallible, as Jordan Peterson has oh so beautifully demonstrated. 
So, you're stupid, you're godless, and then on top of that, you're fearful, and anyone around you who says, you know what, I'm not going to live beholden to my fears, you all start getting craven and want to pull him down like a... Uh, like a crab pulling crab bunch of crabs pulling the crab down into the bucket who's trying to escape. Seriously, I mean, this is why Antifa and the left all run around. They don't give a fuck because there's nothing. There's nothing coming out of the right that could rub two balls together. Jesus, only needed twelve men. Yeah, but God, finding twelve men these days, my God, that'd be pretty tough, wouldn't it? Anyway, Jordan Peterson. Let's remember him. Yep. Let's remember him. Um, actually, you know the funniest part of Jordan Peterson is, is the Spectator uh, UK keeps sending me emails uh, trying to convince me to subscribe again to their shithouse magazine. And the gift that they're dangling towards me is a copy of Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. <laughs> Can't even make this up. Can't even make it up. <sighs> All right, shout-outs. Captain Capitalism, Aaron Clary, the man himself who's decided not only to not launch his own book, God, but to sell it on to some other writer to do it for him. And here's the worst part. I'm a little bit betrayed here. Cappy never offered me... The shot at the title. Cappy, you know, I would have been there, man. Hey, uh, Adam, uh, I've uh, got this guy who's offering me X amount of money for the book. Here's the book. Do you care to, you know, what do you think? Would you be uh, in the market? I didn't even get a sniff. Ooh. Bummed. Feeling left out. Not feeling loved at all. Uh, so shout outs to Aaron Clary, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, who's not publishing a book that he wrote. Uh, you can go and check him out and all of the books he's written, but not the one that he's written that he's not publishing, but he is publishing because it's, I don't even understand. Um, and he's got arsehole consultancy, but that's on hold because I think he's having a nervous breakdown, just like Jordan Peterson. Check out Cappy. Uh, if you like this podcast and why wouldn't you because it's the pushing rubber podcast and it's the coolest podcast on the internet come on <laughs> uh follow me uh if you like my blog follow that why wouldn't you because it's the pushing rubber downhill blog and it's the best blog on the internet blah, blah, blah. uh <coughs> if you uh, oh my god coronavirus <coughs> um need a drink now <laughs> you can buy my books pushing rubber downhill bestest book ever and Run Guts, Pull Cones are the bestest book ever. And uh, leave a review on those, you bastards. And uh, this has been a fun one. I've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it too. This is the Crazy Jordan episode. Um, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Don't you go changing. Ciao.